Hey there, I'm Scott Bertram, and I'm the director of the Hillsdale College Podcast Network. This show and all the other shows on the network are listener-supported. That means we hope for, we count on, frankly, we rely on the support of listeners like you to make our educational outreach possible. One of the best and most convenient ways to do so is joining the Liberty and Learning Society. That's our exclusive monthly giving group. And in this month of March, we are looking for 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society. When you join, you'll help defend liberty through education, and you'll make shows like this one possible far into the future. All you have to do is visit hillsdale.edu slash monthly and complete the secure online donation form. If you need to pause or stop your gift at some point, no problem. Just call us. One of our friendly students or staff will help you. But today, will you be one of the 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society in March? Go to hillsdale.edu slash monthly to join the Liberty and Learning Society today. Help us bring these shows to you and other Americans at hillsdale.edu slash monthly. Welcome to Hillsdale College's Classical Education Podcast, bringing you insight into classical education and its unique emphasis on human virtue and moral character, responsible citizenship, content-rich curricula, and teacher-led classrooms. And now your host, Scott Bertram. Thanks for listening. You can find more information on topics and ideas discussed on this show at our website, k12.hillsdale.edu. That's k 12 hillsdale.edu. We're joined today by Matthew Kirby. He is CEO of Liberty Classical Schools. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Great to be here. As we get started, tell us a little bit about Liberty Classical Schools and, and what you do as CEO there. So Liberty Classical Schools is a relatively new organization. It really took flight just last September. And Liberty is a charter management organization or sometimes referred to as a school support organization. Uh, Perhaps later in the talk, I'll I'll sort of tell you how that came to be, but our mission right now is to support two existing charter schools that are within the Hillsdale Barney Charter School Initiative. The first is Atlanta Classical Academy in Atlanta. Uh, The second is Northwest Classical Academy, which is in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is about 25 minutes north and west uh, of Atlanta. And the aim for Liberty Classical Schools is to be an organization, a nonprofit organization, uh, that launches and supports K-12 American classical charter schools that are operating in affiliation with Hillsdale College. Uh, I'm also the, uh, uh, the executive director of the second school, Northwest Classical Academy. So that's a position I also hold presently, uh, and, I'm, and I'm delighted to serve the, the, the families uh, uh, in Kennesaw, Georgia, in that capacity. What's your professional background? Well, so I uh, grew up in Atlanta, went to the United States Naval Academy, where I studied engineering and went off into the fleet, served aboard two U.S. Uh, Navy warships over the course of about five years, had uh, leadership positions in the realm of operations and engineering and communications. I was actually the navigator of a, of a Navy ship for a little while. Um, decided I was ready to move into the private sector, went back to business school at uh, Emory University's Goizueta Business School, where mm-hmm. I studied finance and uh, primarily left business school and uh, went into the commercial real estate business. Uh, So I worked as a commercial real estate broker for a time. I worked in the development, real estate development business, uh, also in real estate investment business for a number of years. Then about 2004, I started a small company uh, and that company uh, builds, constructs, develops restaurants and then we operate them. So I um, also still own a group of restaurants that's 
uh, kind of uh, spread across the metro Atlanta area. There's a little walk from that to get where you are today in classical education. How, how did you get introduced to classical education and what held your interest about it? Well, the way it all got started, and I think this relates to the topic of our talk a little bit, uh, I was volunteering as a community football coach uh, at the local high school. Um, I was was really eager to be serving right there in my own community, and um, a gentleman who had much influence in the Atlanta area named Mark Riley uh, saw me taking an interest in education, taking an interest in uh, serving the kids and families uh, in our community, Uh, and he called me one day, uh, and he said, Matthew... um, Uh, I think that our city, though it has 13 charter schools in the area, none of them serve students in the north side of town. Mm -hmm. And so his idea was to create a new charter school um, that would create an alternative for the local high school, which is very large. Um, And uh, and he he said something that has really shaped the last 12 years of my life. He said, Matthew, would you like to look into it? And so seems like a simple question. Seems like a simple question. And I, I responded to him. Uh, I said, Mark, first of all, I really don't know what a charter school is. And I truthfully didn't. And I said, secondly, what do you mean by look into it? Well, as it turns out, Mark was a person, uh, is a person, very successful real estate developer himself, uh, has had elected positions within the Atlanta Public School Board, um, was also the director of a, of a well-known Atlanta family foundation that gives to a lot of great causes, including education. So Mark was in a position uh, to set up a series of meetings for me uh, that really awakened me to the possibilities of creating a school uh, in the Atlanta area. And, uh, and, and so that's really sort of how I initially got started. Um, for most everybody m- may know this, but you know, the, the essential premise of a charter school is, is that we're, we're granted additional uh, autonomy, and in exchange for that autonomy, we have, uh, we're really held to a higher standard of accountability. Um, and so if you're, if you're pressed with the opportunity to create a new school, one of the very early decisions you have to make is, well, what kind of school will it be? <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, for me, uh, it, was a, it was a pretty direct line from even contemplating any sort of school to classical education. I, I can only imagine it has much to do with my parents and my upbringing, my own education, um, and uh, sort of trying to create an, an opportunity that was different than things that were otherwise offered to Atlanta families. Um, our original idea was to create a high school. Um, we very quickly realized that both for economic reasons, uh, also for educational reasons, it was going to be really important that we lay a proper foundation mm-hmm. in grades K through 8. So I really just lifted my head up and started looking across the country for great um, uh, liberal arts uh, alternatives and, and organizations that were already doing uh, classical education in the public sector and uh, very quickly found my way to really two schools. One was uh, the Ridgeview Classical Schools in Fort Collins, Colorado. A second is the Vanguard School, which is in Colorado Springs. We actually put a little contingent together from Atlanta, traveled out, uh, visited those schools, and started to develop a, a view of, of what our school in Atlanta could be. Rather ironically, along the way, I ran into a lady who was um, in a kind of bureaucratic role at the Georgia Department of Education, and she said, well, did you know of Hillsdale's Barney Charter School Initiative? They have created an institute specifically to help uh, founding groups like yours to launch K-12 classical schools. Mm-hmm. And so um, made that connection, and as they say, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the way it's gone. So um, have had a, had a wonderful partnership with the college since then. You allude to this, but I want to ask a little more specifically. Looking back now, do you see something in your in your past that explains your passion or leads you to this passion for classical education? 
Yeah, great question. I mean, I, I certainly uh, it is it is informed by my background. My mother was a person who um, not only was a great teacher to me, but was also um, spoke to me a lot about education. And when she had questions or concerns about the kinds of things I was learning as a, as a child, she voiced those to me. And of course, that made me think about them. <laughs> You know, I uh, am, am a very patriotic person. I, I, I have a great deal of gratitude uh, to be uh, living in this time and in this place. Um, and, and, and really, you know, as you consider educational alternatives, obviously it's classical education that is specifically designed to form knowledgeable, virtuous American citizens. So I, I suppose just in a lot of ways, um, I inherently sort of believe in the tenets of classical education and yeah it, 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 it'd be hard to say precisely what's led me there I, I will say early early in my uh, time with Mark Riley as he set meetings for me and so forth a lot of those were with public educators and a, ha- a handful of them one I can recall in particular um, gave me a book uh, to read and I don't really recall the title of the book but it was um, all about uh, a lot of the most trendy ideas in education and I just sort of had a, a visceral um, negative response. I thought, surely, uh, reinventing uh, education is not in order. It, it, it cannot be necessary. Um, there must be tried and true, time-tested methods uh, that 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 would work wonderf- wonderfully for kids and help shape the kind of uh, citizenry that we hope to have in this nation. And and sure enough, I think classical education in many ways fits that bill. Talking to Matthew Kirby, he is CEO of Liberty Classical Schools. How do you see yourself applying your professional skills that you developed uh, and, and using your background to help these classical schools? Well, my case may be a little bit different, um, though, though hopefully there are lessons here for others. But I really started as the prime mover in Atlanta with the idea for the school. And so, you know, I, I think of myself as an entrepreneur. I think of myself as a generalist. I think of, uh, of myself as someone who really enjoys team building and organizational leadership. And so all of those things I think I put to use in the early stages of just pulling a group of informal citizens, informally organized citizens together um, to cultivate the business plan and to try to gain some momentum around the idea itself. Uh, later, I became uh, the founding board member of Atlanta Classical Academy. I served in that capacity for many years. And, and then later in 2019, became the executive director, really kind of went on the payroll of Atlanta Classical, so to speak, became its executive director and uh, served in that capacity for a, a, a couple of years uh, as the opportunity for our second school, Northwest Classical Academy, uh, came about. And so, you know, I imagine that most of your listeners, many may have a great deal of interest in getting involved with classical education. Uh, for me, it's become virtually a full-time passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I now presently have a, have a job. I am employed by, the, by uh, Liberty Classical Schools, and so I've really devoted my professional life to advancing the causes of classical education. Um, not everybody may do that, but I think it's, you know, it's probably fair to say that you know, the, the, the listeners that, that may come from a professional background, um, there, there's just a host of ways in which, uh, in which they may put their backgrounds to use as well in, in, in the same kind of pursuit. Let me ask you about that. So if yeah. you're not going to be an administrator and you're not going to make this sort of a full-time thing, but you want to help and you come from this professional world, what are some ideas to be part-time involved in classical education for professionals? Well, great, great question. Uh, love to have people from the community can uh, get involved in our schools. Uh, highly encourage it. Um, I think the the probably the first thing that folks 
uh, can do is to themselves get educated, mm-hmm. uh, is try to learn what is meant by classical education. It's so interesting, um, even defining classical education, talking through what it is and what its purposes are and how it's oriented, um, is a lifelong pursuit. It's very interesting. I'm actually at Hillsdale College right now for a conference, and the opening hour and a half session was a description of classical education for a group of classical uh, school <laughs> leaders, those who, who should very well know it uh, and be able to explain it. But it really speaks to the importance of, of, of living with it, of thinking through it, of analyzing it, of, 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 of wandering at it. Um, and so I think the first thing that somebody who's interested is, you know, read some books. Um, there are uh, resources. Of course, Hillsdale has many um, the websites of many of, of Hillsdale schools will have pages that list books. You may read things uh, like the Veith and Kern book on classical education. You may pick up books by E.D. Hirsch Jr. Um, cultural literacy comes to mind. Uh, some of the older uh, books like Seven Laws of, of Teaching from John Milton Gregory or The Lost Tools of Learning by Dorothy Sayers. One of my very favorites that was very moving for me uh, was a book called Simply Classical by a lady named Cheryl Swope who speaks of the absolute... Uh, wonderful benefits of classical education, particularly students uh, with learning disabilities and maybe even very severe physical or intellectual handicaps. Um, so big point is, I think, you know, try to become educated on what classical is, classical education is, what its purposes and, and methods are. Um, other ways, I can tell you that most every school um, is eager to have volunteers of some form or another, and there's always ways to plug into schools. Could be something like being an assistant coach on an athletics uh, team. It could be uh, an assistant program director in the fine arts. Uh, it could be uh, coming in and reading to students. I know uh, our schools have uh, programs where uh, t- uh, members of the community can come in and read to students, most often parents, uh, but certainly others uh, can be welcomed. And so those can be some excellent ways to plug in. Certainly, uh, certainly board membership is an opportunity. Most of these, if not all of the classical charter schools that, that, that are in the Barney Charter School Initiative are independently governed by boards of directors, and those boards are incredibly important uh, to the life of the school, to the longevity, uh, sustainability, um, to ensuring that they're uh, really performing as they should while avoiding the things that they shouldn't, uh, and, and it, the, um, the quality of the members on the board has a huge impact on, on the success of the organization, on its ability to attract and retain great leaders, uh, and ultimately to set policies and, and, and the environment in general that will be very attractive to, to teachers and staff members. And so board membership can also be a great avenue uh, for service. Um, another one that comes to mind, I mean, you could do what I did, which is you could look for a job within these things. And mm-hmm. it, it is, you know, we sort of jokingly um, uh, use a, the, the term that we enjoy hi- hiring people that are members of the Highly Conscientious People Club. And uh, that's that's a little bit of a joke, but it... it the point is that K-12 schools really rely on very conscientious people who can step into roles where they may or may not have direct experience, but can bring forth the, uh, the talents that they've developed in the professional space to take a position in the school and help its leadership team achieve the mission of the school. And so that can look like anything from uh, working in the front office to working in the business office to working in an academic resources uh, capacity. And I mean, I could, you know, go on and on and on, but schools are, um, are always looking for outstanding employees. And, and by the way, teachers as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon at all for us to attract uh, people out of industry uh, who have spent a part of a career, maybe even a full career uh, in a professional capacity of one kind or another. 
uh, and they find themselves drawn back to the classroom. They want to give back. They want to be part of shaping the next generation for good. Um, they've, they've learned a few things and they want to share them with people. So, um, you know, that, that, uh, that can also be a great avenue for people to get plugged in. In your professional past, you mentioned real estate uh, and, this, and this restaurant uh, venture. In, in both of those, the end product, you're very close to the customer, very close to the consumer in real estate and in, in, in restaurants. Does that help you as CEO uh, relate to and react to parents who have an idea of what they want from this classical education? Yeah, I think it really does. Uh, let's let's take those uh, one at a time. I think I think first of all, sort of the the customer centric, customer facing uh, element of things. One hundred percent. I mean, we are in schools one hundred percent in the people business, and and so you know from the employment side, that means that we are trying to attract and retain the very best who are going to come to us um, with a, with a deep sense of of a conviction for the mission uh, and for the technical expertise. Uh, to support that mission, whether that's in a staff role uh, or or in a teaching uh, capacity. And so I do think that, um, you know, just learning how to build and manage teams and set a direction and um, apply resources, uh, all of those things are are really important. I, I definitely think that, you know, we want our schools to be attractive to kids and families and 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 uh, of course they are most mm -hmm. of the schools in the network including our own uh, have very lengthy wait lists which i think are indicative of parents hunger for something better and something different for their children you know and i do think that it's uh just as it is in business or any other sort of cap uh, professional capacity um there there is the sense on the one hand that you want to be service oriented you want to be kind uh you want to treat people well and professionally um, and at the same time, you want to stay true to who you are and what you're doing. And uh, so that that definitely presents all sorts of opportunities to uh, sort of reaffirm our commitment to the to the essential tenets of of the program we're trying to deliver in the classroom and outside the classroom. Um, that's 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 an important thing, I guess, back on the uh, on the on the real estate side. Well, yeah, you know, we we think it's a great thing to. Uh, do school in person mm -hmm. and to be at a place and to the extent that we can have all of our students K through 12 on one campus uh, we love the familial atmosphere that that creates we think they're excellent uh, both both just uh, educational benefits but also also benefits in building a community uh, and a sense of partnership throughout the community and so you know one of the greatest challenges that all charter schools have to manage is the where question yeah and so uh, certainly I, I've been um it's been a great delight to be able to contribute in that capacity. I've learned a few things uh, through the years about uh, real estate and about uh, construction and development and financing thereof. <laughs> and so uh, all those things turn out to be um, really, really important in the life of a school. We've offered uh, people a lot of advice of what to do or what to consider if they might want to help classical education. Is there anything on the flip side, meaning things that professionals should not do when they're looking to help out classical schools? Well, that's a pretty good question. I, th I think the key points here, and, and really these would probably be true in virtually any context, but I think it's essential to put the mission first. You know, we're all human beings and we're driven by our, our, our own interests to, to a degree, but I think as it would be in any organization, if you're, if you're wanting to help, uh, presumably you're drawn to it for a particular reason. You, you see that you have some capacity to contribute and move things forward and, and make it better for others. And, uh, you know, so, so, so to really just put that mission ahead of your own wishes and desires um, is, is, a, is a great thing to do. Maybe 
similar to that would be to just kind of stay in your lane, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, again, would be good advice in virtually any context. But, you know, what that means is if you're if you're a, a, a governing board member, um, then you're not on the management team. You have a particular role to make sure that the school is producing certain outcomes uh, while avoiding, you know, other activities that are that are detrimental or illegal or or so forth. Uh, but you're not there to decide, you know, what what paint the what color to paint the foyer, uh, what color the carpet should be, that sort of thing. Uh, and so I think there's an important element of understanding what your role is and and sticking uh, in that lane. Matthew Kirby, CEO of Liberty Classical Schools, as we talk about how professionals can serve classical schools. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hillsdale College K-12 Classical Education Podcast. Thank you, Scott. I'm Scott Bertram. We invite you to like us on Facebook. Search for Hillsdale College K-12 Classical Education. You also can follow us on Instagram at Hillsdale underscore K-12. Hillsdale underscore K-12 on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Hillsdale College Classical Education Podcast. Thank you.